Welcome to Windsor Watch with me, Sarah Southern. We're back. We've had two weeks off, mainly because people had to look after their children or go to Cornwall. But this week, I'm delighted to be joined by the wonderful Elliot Granger. Well, hello. And indeed by the very sun-kissed James Clothier. I mean, someone's definitely looking like they've been in the sunshine. I mean, we'll, Good get, morning. we'll get you some factor 50. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Now, we have had a couple of weeks off, listeners, mainly because James needed to uh, babysit, or as I call it, rear his own children. And it's a little bit judgmental, Sarah. I'm sorry, people don't babysit their own children. No, very, very, very You babysit true. other people's children. And uh, Elliot decided to take on some paid work and oh, no. go and do something for a week. So we're sorry that we've uh, not been in your ears for the last couple of weeks, but we are back. Um, and the intro of the sunshine seems to arrive, and it's absolutely like a little oven in here. Yeah. Yes. So arrived. apologies if there is any ambient sound today. You are hearing the, the liveliness of the outside of our podcast studio because it is about 30 degrees in here, so we've had to open some windows. Uh, big news, I guess, from the royals of late is there's a new addition to the, the royal family. Oh, indeed, yes, the Sussexes had another baby. Yeah. Several, a few weeks ago now. Lilibet yeah. Diana. Lilibet Diana. How are we feeling about that? Well, I mean, Diana's a lovely name. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, James loves a baby. Yeah, no, I love a baby. Good good for them to have a baby. Uh, lovely. Um, I, I mean, I'm fascinated by the row over the name, whether they asked the Queen if they could. Because I think to readers who ha- don't know anything, could you explain the significance of Lilibet? So when uh, Her Majesty the Queen was a child, she couldn't say her own name, Elizabeth. It's quite a complicated name. Correctly. So I'm assuming this is probably when she was a tot Mm. rather than a (laughs) 13-year-old. And so she would basically say a version of Elizabeth and her father therefore called her Lilibet Mm. because that's kind of what she would end up saying. So it has been a, a... a family name, as it were, for but the Queen al- over the years. Also, it was what Margaret then called her, and then mm. what Prince Philip called her. So mm-hmm. the only really, really close of that generation people called her Lilibet. And even until the end, I believe, Prince Philip in intimate moments called her Lilibet. So it's a very special, significant, emotional... But this kid isn't going to be called Lilibet. It's her, her big official name is Lilibet, but she's going to be called Lily. Well, see, that's that's just that's even more weird because Lily. Well, why not just call her Lily then? Well, also, why not call her Elizabeth? Yeah. Shorten that to Lilibet and shorten that to Lily. Because yeah. Lilibet is actually, the, actually making her given name yeah. Lilibet. That's what seems so odd to me. It's not. It's not a name. It's, it's, well, it's, I, I, it's, I, I forgot what the name is when you have a, a, a sort of nickname. Well, it's, it's more than a nickname, isn't it? It's dominion. Dominion. I can never. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like but it, Elizabeth is her name, and it was shortened by the family to Lilibet. Then calling someone Lilibet is creating this. It's creating a name. name. Oh, that would be really interesting. Because it's it loads of praise. Yes, people loads now loads call their daughters yeah, Lilibet. How many, exactly. how many people will be called Lilibet on next year's bestseller? Baby I imagine baby. in the US, probably in the US, loads. Yeah, which kind of is a bit. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, the point is, is it what the Queen wants? Who knows? But what we do know is that Harry said, or his Harry's spokesman said that he talked to the, Her Majesty the Queen about. The baby and she and the name, and she gave her blessing, and then the Queen, via the medium of the BBC, said, "No, I didn't give full approval to the name." And it is thought that Harry said something like, 
we're having a baby, it's going to be a daughter, we'll call her after you, Granny. And she went, oh, how lovely, how charming, that's brilliant. Elizabeth. Elizabeth is what you'd assume. But like di- my, my niece is called Elizabeth. That's a beautiful yeah. name. After the Queen. But, 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 and you can shorten it to so many different things. But he didn't at any point say specifically, we're going to call her Lilibet. And so she was quite miffed about this. And then what was extraordinary is that Harry then got shillings at three o'clock in the morning, the expensive law firm, to issue the BBC with a, you know, writ saying slandered, slide, we'll take it down. A dimanche, a dimanche, exactly. And the BBC were like, no, absolutely not, and kept the story up all day. But that. what's really interesting there is the way that the BBC has been used after having been pilloried only weeks before for its the way yeah, it for being talks, racist. No, where it talks no, about for the royal Diana family with the Diana issue. Oh yeah, of course. And so now, now the royal family are using the BBC in order to do what they need to do. Yes, to get their stories out. So it's a really interesting dynamic there as well. But the right. whole story is quite fascinating. But plays into the whole soap opera that is the Windsor. Completely, yeah. No, it's it's, it's bonkers. They're all. You're right. Media palace using it for its own ends, and this is all about a few week old baby girl I find it very strange yeah I, I'd have to admit you know I've got a big love for Meghan and Harry but it diminishes as the weeks go on and when they put that you know shillings you know, diktat as it were out to the BBC I just thought oh come on guys like stop it yeah you must have something better to do once again and you know that I'm not such a supporter of the, the Sussexes um, it is that, that American default to go to the legal outreach Mm-hmm. Um, which is not necessarily what we, ha- we would approach in the UK. We'd probably then use another paper to <laughs> throw back. But what yeah, do they think is going to happen? What like, do they think is going to happen? If you call a kid Lilibet, which everybody knows is the Queen's personal nickname from close members of the family, what do you think? Of course people are going to have an opinion on it. That's what's so frustrating about it. It's as though this is all a surprise to them. And it doesn't... Well, they don't, they, they remember, they don't read anything about themselves. Is that why they're Sorry. like... Direct line. Please make legal action. Legal action. They have no time for mistruths. But I don't think there's going to be any rapprochement in the family anytime soon. God, no. That's what this is all feeling like. They're on the east coast of... West, West Coast. Coast. Learn your compass. Um, and we're all the way over here. There's, there's huge differences. Well, yeah. I think one of, the, wider. one of the interesting things that um, uh, Harry and Meghan buggering off has led to is, in essence, a space at the table. Yes. It's led to a gap that has to be filled. And it is so interesting to see how it is being filled because it is firmly being filled by the Wessexes. Yes, it has. It's pretty well noticed, yes. And they are t- stepping up. I mean, I know they were already senior royals and working very hard, but it's being taken to a new level. They, it was their wedding anniversary. Oh, no, it's their wedding anniversary this weekend, actually, um, this Saturday, I think. Um, but the How do you even know that? Um, well, I mean, I know it because it's a flag I've got isn't it? a lot of space <laughs> in my brain, but also they got married the day of my brother's 21st oh, well, uh, party. So that's why it's in my mind. But the... Um, they did an interview for the first time since their wedding in the Telegraph magazine the other Saturday, right. which I skipped out early in the morning to go and buy. And for some reason in Lambeth, not a single shop that sells papers had been delivered the Telegraph. No. <laughs> so like they had literally every other paper. I was like, where's the Telegraph? I need to read this article. I think it says a lot about South London. Parts of South London. Oh, no, there had been a hold up with oh, the right. van, which is why it was. So I got it in the afternoon and it was an absolute pleasure to read. There were some wonderful photographs. 
photographs at their house, I would strongly recommend. It's a very, it is a, a very good reason. I think it's really interesting how they have stepped into that role. For, uh, two, two reasons really. One is obviously everybody knows in due course he will become the Duke of Edinburgh, so that feels like an interesting move at this time. Mm. But also Sophie's just amazing. I love she her. is so good yeah. because they but, then did a TV interview on the day of um, uh, what's his name, Prince Philip's hundredth birthday, yeah. R.I.P. Um, and it was very interesting because just the dynamic of them and where they're stepping up to and the fact that they're being more open and then um, Sophie's done an interview with the BBC today where she talks about Prince Philip and she starts crying thinking of his memory like oh it's just so wonderful to see them be so human and she talks about that connection of we all have this response when someone dies when you're removed and these challenging times we Mm. live in and all these kind of elements it's just really um, nice to see that sort of connection with Mm. the general public what what I like is it it shows that they're being very much on the front foot doesn't it because You've got the Wessexes and the Cambridge, who we've spoken loads, being really charming. And then in the background, you've got the figure of the Duke of York and Harry and Meghan, who don't so much polarise opinion, but uh, solidify opinion. (laughs) Um, And so they're kind of... It's nice that they've stepped it up, realising that... I mean, the Duke of York, at any point, that story could explode again, couldn't it? When's the Maxwell trial? Well, whenever that is, that's when it's 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 pretty soon. And they know that that's coming and they're going to have that in their Rolodex going, that's going to be awkward. We need to curry public favour. So when the inevitable happens, it turns out that he went to sex parties with kids. (gasps) Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't know that. Well, we're not going to be on the jury, so it doesn't matter. And nor are our listeners. Yeah, but still. We We can't contempt a trial in America. We deal in facts. We deal in facts. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so that's going to be very, very bad for the family. So I guess they're kind of getting it in early, getting getting favour in early before it all begins to um, curve. I think it's more than that. I think it's the shift change of... Um, the Duke has now passed away. The Queen is taking more of a step back. Uh, we're just seeing a shift in the pattern of what the royal family is going to look like through the 2020s into the 2030s. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's different. And I, I have to say, I think they're doing a very good job and I quite, I quite like what it looks yeah, like. I agree it's, with you. It's, it's continuing in a lot of the same old vein, but actually in some ways being a little bit more outspoken on some issues as well. Yeah, being is, emotive, being human, talking about, you say, crying. Being more human. Yeah. And also, uh, Sophie Wessex has been talking about um, a lot of women's issues, including going through the menopause. And I just think having someone who's of that status with that much public profile talking about periods in the menopause is such a positive thing. It really like demystifies things yeah. and you know creates more public education. Like she is a superstar. And also reading the interview that was in the Telegraph, which I strongly recommend reading. There were times <laughs> that clearly, that clearly in it, uh, yeah. Prince Edward was like veering off and saying things that she didn't want him to say, oh, and really? she would like come in and be like, "Well, yeah, I think he was talking about like the Duke of Edinburgh Award and who does it," and he was kind of saying, "Well, I mean, I guess it was like you know lots of kind of like white middle class people," and then she's like, "Yes, but now it's the you know," <laughs> yeah. so she was kind of like going, "And let's get back to what our talking points right. were." And there was another thing that they were were talking about, I think, or whether. Um, their daughter Louise had wanted to do it or, or the Duke of Edinburgh Award and she kind of just like veered it back and I was like oh my god there were three times in the, the yes, article it definitely felt that, like I she was thought, in control. that I thought oh yeah you're just bringing him back onto where he's meant to be rather than veering off she's a professional in that yeah, vein she did so just you are, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I love her. I love her. So they're stepping forward, because mm-hmm. um, as you say, the Queen is stepping back slightly. But I tell you what, the Queen didn't do this week, have a day off. No, no she, she charmed. Busy. She charmed we G7, charmed her. the world. 
So, uh, Elliot, you should kick this off, really, because you were, there. you were at the G7. Oh, man on the and scene. It is, it is all quite a bizarre thing, thinking that all these global leaders descend on this tiny little sleepy part of Cornwall. How um, sleepy is it? How tiny? Well, at the moment, it's also full of tourists. It was a really bizarre match mm-hmm. of international media and tourists going, oh, what's going on? And Cornish people. Um, and the Cornish people going, uh, thank you for coming. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please leave. Yeah. Do you remove your police cordons and yeah. please yeah. drive down this road? And right. um, but no, it, it was uh, very fortunate that the weather held, because in the running days up to it, we'd all been absolutely dry. Drenched repeatedly in the preparations yes. for it. There was mizzle. Oh, God, it was quite uh, quite damp. And then the sun came out as the global leaders arrived. And then that evening, they all went for this fantastic reception with the Queen and the royal family. Um, you want to say the Garden Eden of Eden, project. the Eden Project, yeah. Yeah. which so is just fantastic. I think for me, what some of the like iconic pictures that we'll take away from that uh, G7 is the Queen front and centre of that family photo of all the, the mm. leaders of the G7. And then she cracked a joke, didn't she? Yeah, she was like, are we meant to smile? No, like, she said, hey, aren't you all supposed yeah. to be enjoying yeah. yourselves? Yeah. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> Which is wonderful. I mean, really wonderful. As, as jokes go, it's not... I mean, but those are yeah, all... Yeah, but if a 95-year-old cracked that joke, I would oh, laugh. Oh, you, yeah, you'd laugh. Yeah. Hilarious. But also, she's yeah. the one with the most experience in those settings. Um, you know, lots this of, is the thirteenth president she's met. Yes, and for Biden, this was his. Well, was well, let's no, move on to Biden, oh, not sorry. just yet, because I think there are so many bits of the G seven and, and what's happened. Of bits of the G7. You know, yeah. so we we had that, and um, we, the other kind of iconic picture that I think people will remember is the Queen's walking through the Garden Eden of Eden, project, yes. <laughs> and behind her is Charles and Camilla, and then behind them is smirking like school children never has a picture been so well staged just to define exactly how our constitution so is, is so secure for the generations yes but uh, one of the papers uh, did got a lip reading expert oh hold on a minute oh you have a thing with lip reading experts it's all lies well why <laughs> no, don't I tell you what they say well, first before you dismiss it okay, could, before could, you could, dismiss let's it let's enjoy what they believe she could, said could, can I shout allegedly at you you can you can okay. but um, the, the <laughs> it is alleged by the, lip, by the lip reading expert that when the Duchess of Cambridge walked towards the Prince of Wales she went hello grandpa oh that's pretty sweet that, so who cares whether it's true or not it's a really sweet story it's a really it's a sweet, sweet story um, so I thought those images were just so they iconic they also looked so like wonderful. they were having fun being they out really did. they did doing didn't something they? That's and true. Doing, what, doing what they're supposed to do which is represent the country on the international stage uh, hosting for us on our behalf to mm. the global leaders and it was just really really warming to see that it was nice it was nice to see Harry, Kate and William chatting with all these global leaders affecting change and doing so well, that's no doubt winking down the camera at Harry in California and going oh. get this loser I did think that so many <laughs> times during the G7 like because they would have been there yeah, they would have been there they and, and they would have access to these yeah. leaders they've chosen to change the world by from writing their, stories yeah, about benches basically from their back garden with their adopted chickens mm. Whereas, actually, if you're able to speak directly to Biden, directly to Trudeau, uh, etc., you're going to have mm. much more impact. Because, as we saw, um, Kate Middleton went on a visit with Dr. Jill Biden, the first yeah. lady oh, in America, because yeah. uh, she's obviously got her doctorate in education. Kate is obsessed with this um, first five years of early. a child's life. I didn't know this. I read that it's well known that she's obsessed with early years education. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. She did yeah. a survey about well 18 months really? ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she just had young kids. No, she's yeah. done this whole survey. There's all this research being done. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, the, the Royal Foundation charity that they have, I think it's going to be the next thing that they uh. focus on energy. So they went to a school, like, you know, to be there with 
somebody and who was, is as qualified as Jill Biden in education. What what a what a great. But what thing was really interesting about that, and actually um, occurred to me at the time, and I just just remembered, is that actually normally you'd get that um, first lady prime minister's wife picture, but instead we got the first lady and the Duchess of Cambridge picture, which is a very different kind mm-hmm. of take on this whole thing. Because normally it would be Mrs. Johnson who would be that's a good doing point. those. Did visits. she upstage? Carriage. No, no, it's all have been highly staged. It's all planned. Yeah. It's all discussed. It's all how does this look globally? And I, and I think that that long term ability to use the current um, expertise of the first lady, along with the long term ambitions for the Duchess of Cambridge, I think is a very clever move. Mm. Really smart. Mm. Yeah. Really smart. I thought that was an excellent visit because what had Prince Charles done prior to the the Queen arriving? Had he d- given a speech? No, there was a, there was a reception and a speech, and the, oh. the idea behind that is getting business to step up. So there've been a lot of business leaders there as well to step up what to be. Nice um, to and, uh, that was all about sustainability and and, and climate change and mm. addressing climate change. So that was a big part of what this G seven was about. Although it was squished at the end of the communique, but we'll gloss over. We'll keep the politics out of the podcast. Yes, um, but no, a big part of the conversation is how. The, the top nations deal with climate change and he was saying we need to get business involved as well this can't just be something that the governments have to do we need everyone to work together right. Prince Charles must just be thinking I told you that speech he did decades ago and the Duke yeah. of Edinburgh before him we yeah. forget this the Duke of Edinburgh was talking about environmental sustainability in the 50s really yeah. yes God. but Charles was talking yeah. about pla- the impact of plastic yeah. in the late 70s early 80s and he was laughed at yeah. People That's laughed right. at yeah. him, and he has been completely right. He has been at the forefront of wanting to push a green agenda, yeah. and has kind of been mocked, really, hasn't he, over the years. So he must have left that uh, summit, because I did notice that the Queen and um, Charles and Camilla left on the Royal Train. I love the Royal but Train. The I've never just... seen it or even known anything about it, but I just love the concept. The concept of it, I love. The concept <laughs> you of it, I love. You've got gilt armchairs, don't you? But it's, oh. it's really... I just like the fact that it's got it's a probably bath. a bit dated, because it's quite old it's now. It's probably really Victorian. Have yeah. you <laughs> been around the Royal Yacht Britannia? No, we, sh- we should go up and do it's that. It's so good. Where is it? Oh, In Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Oh, right, yeah. well, we did it last week, me. I'm on my own. I didn't take the royal it we. The royal we uh, went round it last summer um, in a COVID secure way, of, uh, and it was really good because there were let so few people on. I got to really kind of ro- roam around, but I kind of imagine the royal trains like that, where it's all quite simple, mm. a bit chintzy. Yeah, is it chintzy? Yeah, but like in a really well, because it was all we last redecorated in the eighties. Yeah, is it quite Spartan? Uh, I mean, the bedrooms. I did think you might want a little bit more luxury than that because there's only one double bed on it. Is that? Yeah, everything's single beds. Really? So you've got to sleep Again, on, you've got to sleep on yeah. top of each other rather than beside each other. But isn't there a, a slight segue from the point? Well, isn't aren't we having a new royal yacht? Isn't that isn't that being? Well, it's being oh. discussed, but I'm not keen on a new, oh, no, new royal. I, I think I, it's a stupid idea. It's, it's, a, it's a telegraph campaign that Boris Johnson said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do it." And we, like bridges to Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like you know. Or roundabouts under the sea or something he'll say yeah yeah we'll do it and then he won't do it and everyone will go fair enough it's going to cost billions which we haven't got I just think and I don't think the Queen wants it the Queen definitely doesn't want it and I think also do you really think Prince Charles and Camilla are going to go on holiday on the yacht do you really think the Cambridge no, is going to no it's, 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 it's from a him. day gone by well, they just yeah. borrow the Norwegian's yacht I mean I'll never forgive the, Blair for <laughs> getting rid of the Royal Yacht Britannia and making the Queen cry but that was a time and place I mean it will. I can see why Blair's never invited to any royal occasion. Like, <laughs> was, you know, that, was that? Did, was she genuinely upset, or was she just saying goodbye to it? Oh come on, she looked devastated. 
Yeah, but it's quite handy. And also they had so many family memories on it. It was the one place that they could be absolutely private. Yeah. Without any intrusion. And... That's why rich people like a yacht. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see boats are fun. Yeah, that's true. You don't, like the, you don't like the ocean, though, do you? I'm not a huge fan of the ocean, but I did have a lot of fun with scientists on boats around Cornwall in the run-up to the G7. But anyway, that's another, another so story. We, right, so we yeah. saw the Queen meet everybody at the G7, uh, looking splendent in, as ever. Yeah, wise-cracking. Just joyous. Joyous, just joyous. joyous. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, the two... She actually met Biden at Windsor, and then yeah. she's had... Um, uh, the Australian Prime yes. Minister Windsor. Yeah. It's a lot of leaders. And lots of in-person meetings. That's what's so exciting. But yeah. and, 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 and of course, Biden caused problems, didn't he? Because he wore sunglasses. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you not see him? He was very sunny. He wore sunglasses. Just to, to inspect the troops? Yeah. When he was standing next to the Queen, he was wearing sunglasses. And uh, everyone afterwards went, what the hell are you doing, man? Uh, it was a real, real well, sunny day. Well, I'd have to admit, my mum did call me uh, after Biden had met with the Queen to express her concern that the Queen didn't go with Biden to inspect the troops. And I said, the Queen's had quite a busy week. She probably I, knows what they may, look like anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> she, she hadn't seen them trooped only earlier that week. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then, after Biden had uh, met with the Queen, the following day, it was a smaller version of Trooping of the Colour at Windsor Castle. Yeah. Mm. Which kind of the Queen and the Duke of uh, Kent, who did not look that great on his legs, bless him, uh, watch that. So I, I don't know whether you... Did you watch it on TV? I'm, I usually do, but I, I only saw pictures of it in the, in the papers. Oh, it was quite, it was quite joyous. It was I quite, quite like joyous. the idea of it being turned... Also, it's just a bit easier on the television to have the green space they're marching around rather than the, yes. the yellow space when they're on the gravel in Horsecourt. Um, <laughs> when it's that sunny, it's a bit bright. From a very personal point of view, purely aesthetic. Well, I mean, please, please do get in touch <laughs> yeah, with uh, Buckingham red, Palace. The, the red and green, the red and green well. looks it's more soothing <laughs> on the eyes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, but no, that was one. So the Queen had a busy week. Then, of course, she did meet um, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia. I ScoMo. ScoMo. Yeah, who's been the Prime Minister of Australia for a couple of years now. He's been... that, would, that would make you say so, wouldn't it? What? Sarah Southern. So, so, so. So, so, so. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> we'll call you so, so. So, so, yeah. Well, I can't be SS, I'd be. Anyway. Um, uh, oops. the Oopsies. Oopsie daisy. Um, the, the Australians were over here as a guest of the G7 and then also signing a trade deal. So I think that must have been a lovely end to ScoMo's visit. Yeah, to yeah. finally get to meet the Queen. But there's one thing the Queen hasn't done. We've made her too busy I'm that she's not been able to do this. what she really wants to do. Go, go to Royal Ascot. Ascot. Uh, is it, is, it's happening. It's happening. So it's happening in a COVID-secure way, and some of it is part of a government test event, which involves a lot of sticking those things up your nose and testing every few days. Right. Before and after. Right. Um, but obviously it's, it's a fantastic... Um, sort of festival of festival of forces fun. which is her favourite yeah. thing yeah. but what I like about this as well is that Camilla seems to have firmly stepped into that role of taking on the royal patron um, in her absence she mm. did the interview around the sort of the history of the royal family and horses and she's raising some uh, horses for racing herself and all this kind of element and she looked fabulous yesterday mm-hmm. Uh, at, at Ascot so she's definitely stepped into that mould and that'd be interesting yeah. to see how that develops but it's so sad the Queen hasn't got and maybe it's just because of the Covid or because it's been an exhausting week she probably needs a rest she's 95 <laughs> yeah I would need a rest she watched on that. telly she watched on telly yeah 
Yeah. But no, we're delighted to see so many members of the royal family at Royal Ascot, including the Tyndalls. He looks very good in the top hat. Oh, I mean, that's he such a wonderful yeah. couple. He's got a head for it. Such a wonderful couple. So we hope to see more members of the royal family at This would be a prime time to do one on royal fashions, but that's oh, another podcast yes. we, another time. We will do that. Worry not. I've got uh, the perfect uh, fashion expert Ooh, to yeah, join us idea. for that. Do not worry. Well, um, but we won't be having the betting on the Queen's colour, the colour of the Queen's oh, outfit yeah. every day. Well, she's oh. often, often a winner for some money because I don't do very well on the horses. Really? Can you bet on what? Oh, you can bet on everything. James, you can bet on everything. Yeah, that's true. We can bet on what Elliot's going to eat for his lunch after the recording of this podcast. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, look, we haven't got any uh, letters from our listeners this we've, week. We've forgotten we ran. We've been off for two weeks. Well, quite. Oh, no one slid into our DMs, so please do slide into our DMs with with any thoughts and questions you've got about the the wonderful. Windsors. Uh, you can join us, as it were, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday with another episode. So until then, please do take care. Toodaloo. Bye bye. Take care. Bye.